Hello and welcome to the Read to Know podcast. I'm Zach Brown, and again, it's another solo episode, something a little different than what we usually do. We're in between books, and uh, we have one more week until we start our next book. So next week is when we start our new book, and that will be The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. And uh, I'll be joined by my friend Logan Pilcher to help break down that book. So I'm super excited to start that next week. But until then, I wanted to talk about uh, something similar to what we were talking about last week. But this week, I want to talk about one of my favorite authors and then maybe take this idea and create a little series that we can do in between books where we talk about some of my favorite authors and a few other books that really stick out to me in their collection. So today, to kick this kind of series off, I want to talk about uh, Michael Hyatt. Now, if you're not previously familiar with Michael Hyatt, he's an American author, podcaster, blogger, speaker, and the CEO and founder of Michael Hyatt & Company. He has written several books about leadership, productivity, and goal setting. And those are the kind of books that I want to talk about today as we dive into these books that he's written. Some I picked out three books um, that I really enjoyed from him that probably are my favorite from him. Um, but the nice thing about these three books is that they all blend together very nicely. They all go together hand in hand pretty well. The first book, Living Forward, A Proven Plan to Stop Drifting and Get the Life that You Want. This book kind of works as a foundation in a sense. Um, he goes over Uh, kind of a a life plan and how to set that up. Because, you know, the idea is we all end up somewhere in life and uh, it's better to end up somewhere on purpose. And that's what this whole book is about, creating a plan, how to figure that out and and how to go about taking the steps, the actions to get that plan and be able to then put it into action. The next book here, Your Best Year Ever, A Five-Step Plan for Achieving Your Most Important Goals, is kind of the next evolution, the next step in that process, which is looking at more a yearly perspective. So what goals do you have for the year? How are you going to figure that out? How are you going to break that down? And how are you going to accomplish goals that you want within that year's time frame? And so after you have your life plan, it then really breaks down into a yearly and then monthly and then weekly um, idea. And your best year ever is kind of the next step in how to get to that point. And then the last book here, which is Free to Focus, A Total Productivity System to Achieve More by Doing Less. And this is kind of how to then implement those plans on a daily and weekly basis. So now you have your life plan, you have your yearly goals and uh, tasks, then Free to Focus is all about implementing that and kind of breaking that down into the weekly and daily aspects of those bigger picture ideas. So these books really go together really well and kind of reading them in that order and going through that whole process, he really has a great system for first off having a plan for your overall life and then jumping into how you're going to tackle that this year and then how are you going to sustain that in your days and weeks and months. And then a fourth kind of little bonus, not really a book, but he also has a planner and we've talked about this on the podcast before is that I use his planner, the full focus planner, and that even more so helps implement these tactics and ideas Uh, even further because then you have the planner that you can write it all out in and you can really keep track of your progress. So these three books along with the planner are very helpful and uh, work great together. So if you followed along with us for the seven habits book that we talked about on the podcast, 
um, then some of these ideas will, will start to crop up um, in these books. And if you really like those sections talking about uh, talking about um, begin with the end in mind, uh, talking about your life plan and your mission, personal mission and vision statement, as well as uh, chapter three or habit three, excuse me, put first things first. Uh, these things will start to crop up in these books. So these books follow along similarly in the same kind of vein as those couple habits. So these kind of really dive in deeper into those things. And so if you really like that, really enjoyed that part of seven habits, um, then you're going to like these as well. And uh, if you haven't checked these out, then I would highly suggest uh, looking into these because these can be helpful tools in doing that in figuring out uh, your, your life plan, mission and vision statements, and then as well as being able to implement those and put those into action. All right, so first I want to take a look at Living Forward. Um, this one is actually co-written by Michael Hyatt and then also Daniel Harkavy. I think I'm saying that correctly. Um, so I want to just kind of go through some of the bigger points in this book and just break down some of the quotes specifically, and then uh, we'll look, take a look at the other two books. So what's interesting is that basically the way they start out this book is that they talk about this thing called the drift, right? And the drift is just something that happens naturally in our lives when we are not tethered to an idea, tethered to a goal, and we have it set before us continually. Because if we don't have a plan, and if we don't con consistently uh, review and follow and, and, and look to that plan, uh, we're going to end up drifting in life. And it's not something that just comes out and, and gets you, you know, out of nowhere, but it's something that happens when we're not paying attention. And so when you stop paying attention, that's when the drift can happen. And there are consequences to drifting if we drift in life, um, being confusion, expense, lost opportunity, pain, and regrets. You know, he says, this is the danger of drifting. If we attempt life's journey without a plan, we can find ourselves in trouble. And that's how he starts this book off, you know, really just making the point that, you know, if we don't have a plan in life, if we don't have something that we're following, we're keeping track, we're staying on target, um, something to tell us if we're on target or not, then we're going to drift and probably more likely than not, we're not going to end up where we would really like to be when it's all said and done. Um, not because we couldn't do anything about it, but because we're actually too, in a sense, passive with how we lived our lives, um, which is such a huge thing to really acknowledge and uh, embrace and uh, confront. So then from there, he moves on talking about uh, a life plan. And that's the basis and kind of lifeblood of this book is creating our life plan. And what is a life plan exactly? It's a short written document, usually 8 to 15 pages long, and it's created by you and for you. It describes how you want to be remembered. It articulates your personal priorities. It provides specific actions necessary to take you from where you are to where you want to be in every major area of your life. It is most of all a living document that you will tweak and adjust as necessary for the rest of your life. So that's a life plan. And through this book, he goes, he breaks down the process of creating a life plan and um, and, and gives tips and uh, suggestions on how to do it um, in the best way, you know, and he asked in order to create a life plan, we have to answer some questions. Um, and these are kind of similar questions even to what we were asking ourselves in Dream Big by Bob Goff, um, if you remember. Um, he says three powerful questions to ask yourself. When thinking about how do I, you know, how do I make a life plan or what is my life plan? Uh, question one is how do you want to be remembered, right? Question two is what matters most? 
Question three is how can I get from here to where I want to be? So key questions to ask yourself and really this helps set your course, right? Your course in life and and then once you figure out how you're gonna how you're gonna make your way through life then you can write that out and map that out a little bit better start from where you want to be work your way backwards until you're at where you're at right now then you can have a plan and be able to implement that also an important note of the life plan is that it encompasses every aspect of life it doesn't just encompass work or business related things. Um, It encompasses, uh, as he calls them, the nine basic life accounts. So these are all accounts, um, basically parts or sections of your life that all should be given attention to some degree. Um, And that's, you know, vocational, marital, spiritual, intellectual, social, financial, physical, parental, and avocational. So all those things are important things, and the life plan should encompass all of those things. And you know, encompassing all those things really gives you a, a, a fuller sense of life and, 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 and can really um, make sure that you're giving correct attention to all of those things because those things are important, um, some more important than others, but neglecting some of those things can really be detrimental down the road. So yeah, so throughout this book, he breaks all that down and gives you directions and stuff on how to do that, how to create a life plan, what domains you need to focus on, what you know, how to create goals and, 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 and ideas that you want to work towards in each of those domains and how to fully write out your life plan and then how to implement that into your life. And, you know, the hardest thing probably in this entire book is probably the hardest thing for me and maybe most people listening as well is actually taking the time to set aside to do that. And he, he, he has a section all about that just you know, planning a day, taking a day to do that, to really be intentional about the time you spend figuring that out and and really setting that up. So, and then coming back to it and looking at it on a regular basis so that you can keep it fresh in your mind and then you can tweak it down the road if you need to. That's the great thing about like Stephen Covey's personal mission statement and then as well as Michael Hyatt's life plan is that these aren't things that are one and done. You can tweak them, go back to them, keep working on them as you grow and move and continue to live. Um, they're ever-changing kind of documents, uh, always alive and uh, constantly evolving as we evolve as people. The next book here is Your Best Year Ever, and this is where it gets from the life plan to then your yearly goals and uh, kind of goal setting in general, but mostly focusing on a year because Michael believes that that is the best kind of time frame to shoot for when you're talking about goals. Um, and funny, again, he kind of starts out this book with Mindset. Um, And this speaks to a lot of the things that Stephen Covey was talking about when it comes to scripts and the ideas that people give us or the kind of lies or ideas that we end up believing about ourselves, whether we can or can't do something. Um, And he calls those limiting beliefs. So first you have to break through limiting beliefs and upgrade your beliefs. And he talks about that most barriers that we face when when talking about goals and reaching our uh, our goals and dreams is most of the barriers that we face are imaginary. And we really actually um, can accomplish more than what we think we can. Um, we just don't believe that we can. And he says, you know, talking about people give the excuse of, you know, I don't have enough money or I don't have enough resources. Well, he says resources are never the main challenge in achieving our dreams. In fact, if you already have everything you need to achieve your goal, your goal is probably too small. And so that just kind of puts it in perspective. You know, 
our our goals shouldn't be easy, but um, they should be kind of almost out of reach. Seemingly, they seem out of reach, but um, really, just because there's a resource issue doesn't mean that we can't achieve our goals. It helps us be resourceful and helps us be more creative in how we actually go about doing that. And if our goals can easily be achieved, then they're probably not great goals to have to begin with. So he goes through all of this stuff, you know, how to create a goal. What is a good goal to have? He has a certain set of criteria when it comes to creating goals that you should make sure that your goal checks all of these boxes, um, making sure that they are specific, measurable, actionable, risky, time keyed, exciting, and relevant. Um, and if they don't check all of those boxes, then it's probably not the best goal to have. How we approach these goals and how we deal with them, like writing them down, taking action on them, you know, um, continually reminding yourself of these goals help us, um, you know, make more progress quicker and uh, really help us not to lose sight of our goals and actually help us to follow through on them. So he goes through all of those aspects as well on how to achieve your goals. You know, another key element of goal setting is that all your goals should be actually in your discomfort zone and not in your comfort zone because the best things in life are usually outside of your comfort zone and it actually helps you just grow better um, if you're pushed beyond your comfort levels. So in this book, there are those two sides of the coin. There is the step-by-step tactics of what I do, the physicality of goal setting, the tips, the, 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 the progress, the, the tracking, all of that. Um, and then the other side, which is mindset, you know, putting yourself around the right people, positive thinking people, people who are not the people that don't have a scarcity mindset, but they have a positive outlook on life and that there's more than enough resources uh, to go around for everyone. Um, you know, that stuff is important. And then of course, conquering your limiting beliefs and breaking through and upgrading your beliefs um, when it comes to your goals specifically. And then kind of closing out this book, he talks about some things that are helpful when it comes to keeping your goals in front of you at all times, making sure you're making progress on them, and uh, being able to continually work towards your goals and not letting them slip out of sight, out of mind, and then by the end of the year, get lost and realize that you haven't accomplished the goals that you set out to accomplish at the beginning of the year. So um, a really great book and a great companion piece, like I said, to the Full Focus Planner, because a lot of the stuff that he talks about in here, you can physically write down and implement in the actual planner. So the goals, he has a goals page and a, and a weekly to do and a daily big three um, that all fit along with the ideas that he talks about in this book and in the next book, Free to Focus, that we're about to dig into right now. So again, like I said, this last book, Free to Focus, is all about taking um, the ideas that you have in your life plan and your and your and your yearly goals and being able to distill that into weekly and daily actions and really focusing on what are the most important things to work on and it's all about productivity and really michael hyatt uh, kind of changes maybe changes the definition of productivity here because i think productivity we think about getting you know being productive getting a lot of things done productivity though really should be getting the the most important things done and that's how you maximize your productivity is that you don't worry about doing so many things but you focus on doing the most important things and that's what productivity really is and i like the way he looks at productivity here because it's not about putting more on your plate but actually he says productivity should free you to pursue what's most important to you the goal the true objective of productivity should be freedom and that is freedom to focus focus on the things that are most important to you freedom to be present um, in, in, in life and just be 
present in every situation. Uh, three, freedom to be spontaneous, to be able to do things that, you know, out of nowhere, to be able to just, just live life in a, with, with spontaneity. Um, and, you know, fourth, freedom to do nothing. You know, sometimes we just need rest. Sometimes we need to stop. And uh, being productive helps us do that. So in order to do that, you have to get clear on your objectives. And when you have a life plan and your yearly goals in place, those objectives become clear faster and clearer easier. You know, you can you can more easily evaluate what you have that is productive work and what you have that is not necessarily productive work. And this again ties in back to what we talked about in Seven Habits, where Stephen Covey talks about the quadrants. You know, the the the, the quadrant one, two, three, and four, where one is high priority and high urgency, two is high um, priority and low urgency, and so on and so forth. Um, and really figuring out what are those things. And the way Michael Hyatt kind of defines that, um, defines that kind of quadrants and figuring out what is most important and what is uh, urgent and what is least important and least urgent. He talks about this kind of graph between passion and proficiency, talking about, you know, we may have a passion to do something, but we may not have the proficiency or the skill to be able to do it. And then we might be proficient at something, but we might not have the passion uh, to actually want to do that. But the goal is to find the work that you are one passionate about, but then also skillful or proficient about. And that is what is in our desire zone. And so if we can figure out what are those things that we're one passionate about and proficient in, that's what we should be working on as much as possible. And that's the goal. If we're working on that stuff, we're one, we're going to do uh, our best work. And we're also going to enjoy it a lot more. So those other zones, um, we sometimes we have to be in those other zones. But as much as possible, we should stay out of those zones and focus on our desire zone where our passion and proficiency are maximized um, as much as possible. And so throughout this book, he takes you on those exercises to figure out what are the tasks that you're doing? What are the things that fall in those zones? Is it a distraction zone? Is it your desire zone? You know, is it something else um, falling into those zones, each task that you do? And then figuring out what to do with those tasks that don't fall in your desire zone. So the stuff that isn't in your desire zone, can you delegate it? Can you automate it? Can you, you know, make that happen without you having to worry about it? Or can you even cut it and just completely remove it from your life? Um, is it necessary? You know, um, those are things to figure out when it comes to, when it comes to looking at what's not in your desire zone. So in that section, talking about cutting what, you know, what is not in your desire zone, he takes a look at all of these things to either delegate, eliminate, or automate, and then dives through each of those, figuring out, you know, what are possible solutions to those problems? How could you automate? How could you delegate? How could you uh, eliminate certain things in your life that fall outside of your desire zone? And of course, you know, getting into these sections, there there's a lot we could dive into uh, these sections when he's talking about eliminating, automating, or delegating. Um, but there's some really good uh, ideas that he talks about and really good examples that he gives when it comes to those things. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things that it takes time to implement, but once you implement them, it can be huge long term. So it's really important to be able to act on those things once you figure that stuff out. And then the, the third kind of step or section of this book is talking about acting. So then once you've done that, once you've figured out what you need to focus on, and then you figured out what you should cut, eliminate, and uh, you know, automate and delegate. The next thing is consolidate, and again, this flows into things from your best year ever and and uh, the full focus planner. 
here when he's talking about planning your ideal week and, you know, kind of thinking about if I could have the perfect week where I get everything that I want done and also be able to work on the things that matter most to me, what would that week look like in a perfect world? And then have that as your plan for the week and being able to try to achieve that as much as possible. And most of the time you probably won't get there, but um, you have an idea, something to shoot for when it comes to how you want to make that happen. And like I said, this last section really flows well with the planner in, 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 in particular because then this next chapter is all about then designating, so focusing on your top priorities. And that's where the planner comes into play because with your goals, you can then distill that into your weekly big three and then your daily big three, which are the three most important things. If you were to accomplish nothing else, those would be the three most important things to get done that week or that day. And, you know, in the planner, you can easily write that out and then have that there as a reference to focus on throughout the day or throughout the week. Prioritizing your week and prioritizing the activities that you do that week can be hugely beneficial to staying on top of what is most important. And so that's kind of an overview there of Free to Focus by Michael Hyatt. Like I said, these books really flow well uh, together. They really complement each other well as a whole system. Um, And then they also complement the planner that Michael Hyatt makes on top of that very well. And so sticking with the system and and revisiting it um, have been hugely beneficial to me, helping me stay focused and on task. And uh, it's a great kind of system um, to really kind of take these ideas of focusing and, 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 and productivity and uh, life plans and dreams for the future and distilling that into simple actions, which makes sense to me because I need to take those big ideas and be able to break them down into bite-sized pieces to really be able to tackle them uh, effectively. So this works well for me. And, uh, you know, if you haven't read these books or taken a look at the planner and this all sounds very interesting to you, uh, then I'd highly recommend checking it out because these things have been helpful to me reading these three books and diving into the planner. Um, And uh, I'm sure that they would help Uh, Some of you out there as well, if you're looking for a better kind of productivity and, um, you know, life focused uh, system to kind of uh, live by and work by. So that's a look at Michael Hyatt, one of my favorite authors. Uh, I'm curious, you know, you can reach out and join the conversation uh, if you're interested in sharing um, what are your favorite authors or a couple of your favorite authors. You can reach out at Read to Know Pod on all social platforms. Um, you can also reach out at readtoknowpod at gmail.com. You can email us there. So yeah, again, next week we are starting The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield and Logan will be joining us as we break down this book. So I'm really looking forward to that starting next week. Uh, so grab a copy of the book and get ready to follow along with us. We'll be taking a look at book one. So Stephen Pressfield's book is broken down into three sections. There's book one, book two, and book three all inside the one book. So we're going to take a look at the entire book one first. So this book will be three weeks long on the podcast. So we're looking forward to starting that next week. So again, thanks guys for listening and uh, we'll see you next week as we kick off The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. (laughs) 